I think I hate you. I think this is actually what breaks up the podcast. Welcome to Love It or Weeb It, where we let you know if we love an anime enough to recommend it to everyone or if it's just for the worst of the weebs. I'm Annie, and (laughs) I hate you, Jeff. I hate you so much for doing this to me. I'm Jeff, and I guess I hate myself too, you know? (laughs) I guess that's just the kind of world we live in. But anyway, if you're new to the podcast, each week watch the first episodes of a new uh, quote-unquote anime. And cast our votes to love it or weave it. Ugh, why are we still here? Just to suffer. Every night I can feel my leg in my arm. <laughs> Wait, what? You can feel your leg in your arm? The body I've lost, the comrades I've lost. Okay. It's okay, you're not on TikTok. Oh, okay, it's a reference, okay. Yes, sorry. Today we're covering X-Arm, which is subbed on Crunchyroll and VRV. Or Verve? I don't know how to say it. But no don't. one does. It's a mystery. Don't look for it. <laughs> Before we get into that, Annie, what have you been watching or reading in the realm of anime? Um, I don't know. My brain has been washed of any information thanks to this show. Uh, yeah, I guess I am in a similar boat. Like I just passed out and woke up uh, 16 years later on this podcast. I think it did damage to me, like <laughs> psychological damage. I do like look back on the past week and I'm like, where where did that time go? Was it just destroyed by the show? Like, Yeah, I think it wiped every... Um, moment of joy I've ever had. I just stare in the mirror with my mouth agape, with ex- expressionless face, <laughs> dead inside. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, joking aside, like I, I don't know. I guess I've just been busy with uh, podcast stuff, and I don't know where life. my time's gone. Just life. Yeah, yeah. I started reading manga again, but I mean, then what is it? This is the time to talk about it. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I'm, I'm like vaguely excited by the idea of Witch Watch, which is available on Shonen Jump App and is from the author of Ash Lost in Space. And the idea of Elusive Samurai, which is also on Shonen Jump App and is by the author of Assassination Classroom. But they're both really early on and like kind of in the air about like how how exciting they are. They're both like a little intriguing, but like still kind of like waiting to see how exciting they'll be. They're both kind of weird premises. Like, I would not expect Assassination Classroom author to uh, do a historical drama set in, like, ancient Japan, Warring States period. That could be fun, though. I only know about the Warring States period because of um, that one Pokemon game where you... All right. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. What was it called? Pokemon Conquest? I don't know. Get out of here. You fought Nobunaga with Pokemon. I'm sick of this. (laughs) Oh, right. We... And we covered that one dog Nobunaga show. Yeah, Oda Cinnamon Nobunaga. Oh, that was a brighter time. Oh, you know what I have been watching in anime? Anime opening quizzes on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) And they like, you get like a one second clip. You get like like five seconds or something or 10 Mm -hmm. seconds. Um, I just like play it in a discord with my friends and we try to guess. And you know what? It's surprisingly hard. They all kind of blur together in my brain at a certain point. Yeah, I feel like that's how it works with anime opens. I'm like, I recognize this. I don't know from where or what or when. Yeah. But I know it. They kept getting mad at me because all the new stuff I like that I should know, I just don't remember. (laughs) Like, I missed the Oda Cinema Nobunaga one like twice. What? Why was that included? I don't know. Why? But I didn't recognize it. And that's on me. Also, I keep getting the God of High School and Tower of God openings mixed up just because I think I can't remember their names. The same show. I mean, weren't they both like K-pop, not K-pop, K-rock? Well, one of them was Stray Kids, and I should know that that one is Tower of God. Yes, that's the correct one. (laughs) But I can't remember who the other one is by. God of High School. God, feels like forever ago. Well, okay. So speaking of those Crunchyroll original productions that we were excited for because they were Coming from webtoon adaptations, and um, we're excited to see where the the intersection of the webtoon brand, which is a very strong, promising brand, and the Crunchyroll brand, where they would intersect. And we were kind of like, oh, okay, kind of disappointing. That, I guess, brings us to X-Arm, which uh, <laughs> is a Crunchyroll original production based on a manga. Apparently, it was a manga like that ran originally from 2011, 2013, and then was remade by the same author with a new writer in 2015, 2017. 
And I think this adaptation is an adaptation of the second iteration of the manga, which at least goes to show that like the manga was popular enough to like get revived and all these different adaptations and stuff. But uh, do we even need to like hide the elephant in the room? Like I think everyone knows the show has reputation as just the worst animation it's ever. Bad. It's awful. Yeah. I'm sorry to Ruby for every mean thing I've ever said about you. Like, Ruby is a really apt comparison. And I feel like, I remember when I first watched Ruby being really frustrated that like, it was definitely a small team trying to do something too ambitious, then they could do it well, if that makes sense. Like they, you know, like clearly had to cut lots of corners to get to, to make the thing and put it out there. And I remember at the time thinking like, why don't they just spend these resources and talent creative talent on something that's more like i don't know like a simpler medium not trying to make anime or something that felt like anime just make something that's like a more like a web series and like do the web series really well instead of doing a mediocre anime series but ruby has worked out ruby's super popular and it's like one of the biggest things and it, ruby in comparison has this underdog feel this is trying to be like a i don't this is like a full-on anime from i but is it though? Because apparently it's from a studio of visual flights. It's like the first it. thing they've ever done. You know what it feels like? Feels like that horrible um, house husband preview, but worse. Uh, so much worse. Like that. Like I that would have been preferable if they had done something like that. See, I think there is there is a important through line there, which um, I, I know about this mainly from watching. Um, YouTube video from the Canapa Effect talking about the basically went through and read a bunch of interviews and uh, production deals about the show to kind of like find out the origin for the train wreck. And uh, I think it it basically came down to this conclusion basically came down to producers who just had a bizarre vision of a show. Like they initially locked in the idea of doing it through like mainly CGI animation, which fair enough, like it's dealing with these like robotic concepts, robotic elements, like kind of makes some sense. But also looping in a director who had no experience with anime, who was mainly, mainly had worked no experience with anime or 3D animation, only had experience with live action. And there are a bunch of interviews that he did and things that Crunchyroll put out way before the show came out talking about how like proud they were of that fact that like he doesn't know he's not going to be bogged down in like traditional ways of making anime. He's going to have all these innovative new ideas because he's not bogged down in that stuff. And it's like, turns out no there's a good reason for all this collective wisdom that like like the whole body of wisdom that like, sound like azoken teaches you there's a reason for all those important things yeah <laughs> uh and you can't just like skip over that and like hope that like oh by having no knowledge of it you're just gonna make something infinitely better uh, but yeah but the through line with house house is that it seems like there's another situation a similar situation going on there where um the producers explicitly wanted a thing that doesn't move for house husband and it's like I would, would just read that? then. I would just read the manga. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess it all comes down to people at the top making baffling creative decisions. And then the people who like the actual creative talent who are then tasked with making the stuff just being like <sighs> having an impossible task. And I, I don't I I can't imagine what it's like to work on this show. It just um, seems like suffering. a soulless job that <sighs> Do you think do you think they were trying to do like Ruby on purpose? Like trying you to make like it look kind of bad so like it would be like <laughs> campy or something or like and then like because like the the opening and the ending are both in English, which was mm. weird to me. And I was like, "What are you doing? Like, what's happening here? Like, sorry to Ruby to keep bringing you into this mess, but <laughs> like, you look awful, and this looks worse." <laughs> yeah, like I think that there was, and there's there's definitely this isn't unique to this show. There's lots of anime now that have english companies on the production committees right like there's lots of shows that Crunchyroll has been involved in production committee funimation is also doing that a bunch so like but i think Crunchyroll is a, at least because their brand is Crunchyroll original i assume they were a little bit more involved than normal so i assume they you know maybe would have pushed for like a more global appeal with an english opening or something maybe i don't know <sighs> it hurt just... me it physically hurt me to watch this show <laughs> the opening uh, there are so many things to complain about but i think the opening does a uh, is an interesting concise look at that because it uh, first off I hate the song yeah it's not song. good <laughs> <laughs> like it I think I tried listening to it on its own it's like okay I mean without seeing the animation it's not terrible but it does not fit the it does not fit the like tone of the series or the animation at all like it's very like cheery and like 90s-esque no it made me um, feel like 90s like maybe like the fact that things didn't look good in the 90s <laughs> But yeah, it just has like this like like cheery like hello hello. Ooh, good impression. 
you should be a musician. Like while cops are shooting things and it's like, what? <laughs> oh, it looks so bad. And like, sorry to all the people who worked on this, but like the character designs are awful. No, see, the character designs are awful. But I, but the, going back to the opening, the thing that is, I think, uh, just like, why was this ever approved as an idea is when they just, there are long shots in the opening where there's like the, the 3D model is just spinning and like... <sighs> I don't know how you watch that and think it's a compelling thing to watch. Like it just, like if there was any, like it it, it breaks any illusion of these characters being living, breathing things, whatever little illusion there was in the show itself to just be like, here are 3d models, watch them spin. It's like, okay, they're dolls that don't move. Great. Why would you, it was it's those kind of ideas that you only get if you have no experience in anime or animation in general, like, Painful. I'm just having war flashbacks to it. (laughs) Why are we still here? Um, um, it's just like showing off their terrible models in the opening is just a bad idea and it sets the show up for failure because I saw it and I was like Jeff I will drive to your house and I will drown you myself <laughs> but the thing that's exciting about recording this episode is like I'm just like left with a, a giant pile of things that you could complain about and I'm like which one which one's Annie gonna pick which one's you gonna complain about next Okay, so first things first. Let's complain about the beginning of the show. Um, What's his name? Akira? Sure. Natsume, sure. Natsume Akira, yeah. Yeah, that guy. He's like, I should be a good person. My brother told me to be a good person. Woman's getting attacked. I'm going to keep walking. You know what? Halfway through this crosswalk, I should go help her. Let me jump in front of a car or a bus. And then he like died or went into a coma. And then we're like, okay, 16 years later. I'm like, wait, that's the dumbest shit. That to me did not stand out as the most dumb thing. Because I, I could buy that when you're dealing with this like existential, and I said, but you know, like this like very personal, like, what am I doing in my life? Like, should I, am I the type of person to save someone like this? Like, oh no, it's scary. Should I do it? Oh, my brother said this. Like, I can understand having all those complicated thoughts that you're like in the middle of crosswalk and you, you're on autopilot. You don't really, you don't look for cars. So then you just immediately jump back and like, don't look back the other way again. Like I can buy that. It also doesn't seem, this seems, it seems like very textbook generic um, isekai setup. Like this, this show could be called, I got reincarnated in the body of a hot cyborg. Could have been dumb. It could have been like, oh, I see someone. I'm going to follow what my brother said and like sprints and then gets hit instead of like, let me just turn around halfway through. But also like, what a dick. That girl was getting attacked and he just kept walking. <laughs> I, I can... <sighs> Okay, maybe in anime, like in cinema, that would be an obnoxious thing to do and just walk by it. But like in real life, like it's intimidating to just break up a thing like that. Like Jeff, you got to start carrying around a taser like me because <laughs> I just whip that baby out and then I go and I like, turn it on a little bit near people if they're scary and it goes bzz, bzz, and then it gets really loud and they get scared. Because I have Is a this taser. Real? Is this real? Yes. I have a taser. Do you want to see it? My days are numbered, huh? Mm-hmm. I have, well, one of my friends gave me a taser because I, lo- like, ran out of mace or, like, it expired or something. Um, being a woman's hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to buy, well, it's not, like, a taser. Is it a taser? The ones that don't shoot? It's not a stun gun. Those are the ones I, that, like, shoot out, right? I guess. If you say so. Whatever. <laughs> You're I'm the, the expert. That's got, it, it's electric and goes bzzz and it scares people because it's super loud. But you should just do that. I have a razor. I could carry on a razor. It also goes bzz, bzz, and it sounds like taser. See? There you go. Well, no, it's not as loud as a taser. You can hear oh, that okay. shit from a, f- a couple blocks down. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, you just got to start carrying one of those around. So or a gun. Let's get back to the show. Okay. <laughs> he should have been carrying a taser. I'm going to throw it out there. So going back to the beginning of the show like that, you're talking about like. <laughs> I was struck by, I think one of the most notable things in the first episode is when you realize, I, I don't know how in, in hearing people talk about the show and how terrible it was, I did not hear this detail, um, that not everyone's 3D and there are 2D characters as well and they're just <gasps> yes! next to each other and it's so awkward. I started screaming because there's this one scene where they're walking down the hallway and it's like these these like detective men or something and one guy's 3D and one guy's 2D and they're, they're so different. I was like, what the hell is happening right now? One guy has has detail on his face and the other guy looks like a horrifying doll and i was <laughs> i was the sad thing is like the 2d core. drawn stuff looks fine like yeah it's if, not horrible compared yeah it's not great but like it wouldn't be notable it would just be like oh generic middle of the road anime that no one talks about on its own but there was a brief moment in that scene it didn't make sense like in the, in the very first scene where he's talking to his brother and his brother is 2d and he is 3d i guess we should also explain that what they're clearly doing is if a character is a recurring character they make a 3d model for them and they are 3d 
if they are like a one-off character that only shows up in one or two scenes, then they are 2D, which I guess makes sense from a resource perspective and makes no sense narratively. <laughs> Uh, but I was hoping for was that like, cause there's in that scene, they were talking about like humans and androids and stuff. And I was like, Oh, is that what they're doing? Is it that humans are 2d and androids or robots are 3d? That's really cool. Nope. No, they're not doing that. Like I could see that being an intentional aesthetic choice to like having a mix of humans and cyborg in the world and making the humans be 2d and making the cyborgs or androids be 3d and it being jarring and ugly to look at. But I would actually defend that from a like creative standpoint, but no, they're not doing that. It's just all the reused characters are 3d. Yeah. Also, did we even explain what this show's about? It's about cops. <laughs> it's about cops and robots. Which, you know, I guess that that is a, a very common fertile ground. Like there's ghosts in the shell, psychopaths, et cetera, et cetera. <sighs> I, I don't think it, it's not the worst premise. It's fine. Uh, I think the whole show was just an excuse for them to have horny art as the interstitial. Not even just the interstitials. It's everywhere. That's true. <laughs> she just wears no clothes or she wears no pants ever. That's true. And her boobs are like half the size of her head each. <laughs> so you're saying they could, be, full head. they could be each the size of her head. Yes, they could. They could have gone bigger. Um, It's just atrocious to look at. <laughs> like for the first couple, I think this doesn't, I think this suit doesn't premiere until the third episode so like the first episode she's wearing this like initial suit that i was like oh it doesn't look great and also in the key art from country world there was this like nice like stealth black suit and i was like oh when's this cool like this black suit gonna show up and then she she has it in the third episode and it still doesn't cover her legs and she even talks about how, like it like makes her so she doesn't appear on radar and like so why would your legs be exposed <sighs> gotta get those legs out there they're <laughs> vital to this show like what which we, I guess we should also mention, it's not just that she is, because as we were describing her, it sounds like, okay, it's sexy, android, very Ghost in the Shell-esque. No, it's about a guy who we talked about died and gets reincarnated as an X-arm, which also makes no sense to me, who then has to inhabit her body. Because, you know, she's a sexy android lady who can beat up anyone, but not as good as when he inhabits her and makes her even better. <sighs> wow, we'd love to see it. What makes a woman better when a man pilots the woman? Yikes. <sighs> it's a painful. You know, the actually, I think the robot girl, Alma or whatever, mm -hmm. her voice actress is Nezuko from Demon Slayer. I didn't. <laughs> if you had asked me, I would not have thought that Nezuko actually had a voice actress. <laughs> She does. She's a singer. But she just goes like... She... Okay. No Demon Slayer spoilers, but she will talk eventually. <laughs> okay. Wow. Spoilers. Um, what? Like, you can't think of that. Also, she ha someone had to growl. That's true. And also, didn't she talk in the first episode? Uh, maybe. Yes, she did. How dare you? Um, But yeah, I was like, wow, what a downgrade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think they... The other mysterious thing on the show is, okay, so there are lots of jokes to be made, apparently. I thought it was original for coming this joke while I was watching it, but I looked online and lots of people made this joke that, like, is this a money laundering front? Like, like how did peep so many people invest in this show that looks so terrible? And, you know, joking aside, like, joking and potential libel aside, um, there are lots of plausible explanations for how uh, lots of money can be spent on something in a misguided way that makes something that does not feel like it is worth all that money. Uh, and in that Canapa Effect video, he went into detail about apparently one of the big things they did was hiring stunt actors to motion capture all of the action scenes in a way what? that, like, looking at those, like, sequ like they look really cool when they're actually, the they look probably looked cooler as the, the actor is acting out the things than they did in the anime. <laughs> and that that's the kind of detail that, like, getting stunt actors to do the motion capture usually is something that animators skimp on like apparently it's it's more common for the animators themselves to do their own motion capture right instead of hiring actors to do it so like they clearly spent a lot of money like and like in the voice actors they got really high quality voice actors so they spent a lot of money in some areas they just weren't the areas that mattered <laughs> it, honestly i couldn't tell you what happened in this show because i was so angry while watching it. <laughs> <sighs> i i was sad seeing when when the main guy is like briefly in just like stuck inside his briefcase and he is just like a little robotic eyeball for a moment i was like wow he actually emotes really well as i said robotic eyeball if the show were about a robotic eyeball they the creative talents of the studio would be well fit like and then, did you ever play portal 2 uh, a little bit i remember portal 2 the um there being a bunch of like robot characters that did a lot of cool 
animation and like emoting through the robot features. And like, that's the kind of thing that could be done really well with a studio like this, I think, but not real life characters that are supposed to be humans or androids or whatever. Uh, and yeah. And then we were talking about the, the contrast between a 2D and 3D characters. I didn't realize this, but um, apparently Beastars had plenty of that as well. They just were blended in in a way that felt seamless and you didn't wasn't notable. Thank you, Beastars. Uh, that's what happens when you have... Uh, people who have built up lots of talent and don't just come into a field and think that not having experience will make you even better than people have experience. Why did you make me watch this, Jeff? <sighs> I was so curious how, like, to know how and why it could be so bad. And I feel like my curiosity has been sated. Yeah, now you know that it's um, garbage. <laughs> uh, you and- hurt me deliberately, and I'll never forgive you for this uh yeah there's just like i feel like there are lots of things you can see as like oh, this feels like they're just putting a band-aid on it and the band-aid is falling off as they're putting it on like in a bunch of the fight sequences they have like a like fog effect at the bottom of the screen that like is not in the universe like when the camera moves around the, the fog moves with the camera it's just an overlay on top of the video file and it's so bad <laughs> I was laughing at the fire effects. Oh, like, yeah. Every time they came up, I was just cackling like a witch. It was so... (laughs) It was like... This felt like a, like, eighth graders rough draft for, like, their animation projects. See, like, okay, looping back to Azokin, like... This is the kind of thing that if the people, if the if the kids <laughs> in Azokin made, you'd be like, amazing job. You did this in like Two a couple months. months. Like, like I'm oh my God, so this is amazing for a school production. But for an anime airing on TV, no. It's so bad. I'm sorry. Um, wait, let's look at the reviews for it or the scores. Oh no. <clears throat> on, let's see, the epitome of right opinions, my anime list, it has a 2.19. That doesn't seem good. I want to know what's lower than that. What's lower than that? Well, all right, let's look at it. C- can you sort anime by like reverse ranking? <laughs> I can click top anime and then... Where's bottom anime? That's what I need to know, actually. <laughs> I don't think there's a bottom anime. Um... Okay, wait, let's see. How many anime do you think? Because I can, I can like change the URL. How many anime total do you think there are? Let me put in a thousand. How many ever? So like, because you can just put in at the top of the URL, like top anime.php question mark limit equals a thousand and then it starts at number a thousand. Oh, well, so, this one is on, this one is ranked 11,084th. <laughs> 11,084th. So. Yes. Okay, so let's go to... F- 12,000? 12,000? Oh, okay, there's a bunch without ratings because I'm at 12,000 and then no ratings. 11,500. Yeah, do that. Also no ratings. 11,400? 11,300? Okay, we're we're getting pretty close. Wait, oh no. Wait, is it 11,084? Mm-hmm, yeah. There's two. There's only two. Oh no. <laughs> what are they? Okay, hold on. Um, so X-Arm is 2.19, 11,084th, 11,085th is Utsu Mutsume Sayuri, 2.01, and 11.086 is Tenku Danzai Skelter plus Heaven. Each of these are both OVAs <laughs> with one episode, so they probably are, like, really artsy, like, okay. nonsensical things that don't make, that, like, are not for an anime audience kind of thing. Well, on IMDb, X-Arm has a 1.5 out of 10, so. Egg Farm? What? X-Arm. Oh, X-Arm. Oh, I said Egg Farm, like a, a different, a worse show or something. <laughs> no, that'd be very good. Egg Farm and X-Arm <laughs> rounding us in at the bottom. Why would oh. you do this to me? I'm just surprised. I would not have guessed it was like literally third worst on my anime list. That's I love impressive. that there was the controversy when it came out of it being homophobic because of the kiss being censored. It's like, no, baby, they just don't know how to animate kissing. <laughs> okay, I don't think it's... I think there's so much that went wrong in this production. It's not they didn't know. It's not that they like were just like, how do we kiss? It's like, they clearly don't have the resources to animate them. They don't know how. They just mushed their faces together and put a light. <laughs> Which is like, that just seems tragic to me because I know like they have seen 3D animation before they know like so these these character models basically just i think the technical term is like a bone they have a single bone like the the mouth just the the lip flaps up and down like the the chin moves up and down in one single direction and like they know they've seen things they've seen animation they know that that is not the industry standard i'm sure anyone's working on this must like suck to put this out there and then be like have your name attached to it for the rest of your career you know i would simply request to be anonymous (laughs) It's true. Maybe they could have. Maybe not the uh, director and people that were interviewed before. No, the show they came should out. sit in their in their um, wrongdoing. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... 
I don't know. Like the older, the the further in my career I get, the more I get like fascinated by like how do bad decisions happen? Especially when like you always hope that like oh, if I were there, I would have prevented that from happening. You know, like but sometimes it's just like there's just momentum and like I assume there are a bunch of like people that could have voiced how terrible this is going to be received, but like to actually cancel it midway would sour so many relationships and like it just i don't know i guess capitalism just this is the fault of capitalism what happens with capitalism this is just pain if we're gonna have amazing shows we need these shows to balance them out too i guess yeah if you have some horrible stormy hurricane days you can appreciate the sunny one (laughs) uh what a nightmare i blame you for every nightmare i have after this I, there was a stretch in the third episode where I like could not stay awake. Like I kept falling asleep no, and I was I like. I think I blacked out. <laughs> I think I, I just was gone. <laughs> that, that, that is how it felt. Cause I was like, I'm awake. I'm awake. And there was just like 30 seconds with silence. And I was like, I'm gone each time. Uh, what even happened? Do you know? I think I heard someone recap it. That like that thing that appeared. You heard in- someone recap it. You are, you watched it. Why can't either of us remember? Well, I heard it described as the thing that appears at the end of the third episode is like another body for the main guy to inhabit, which I didn't get that impression from the episode, but okay. Did you? I'm trying so hard to remember what happened. <laughs> like there, there was like an, I only remember this part because I had to keep rewinding it five times because I kept falling asleep. But um, there was like a, like they were waiting for like a, like a thing to be delivered. And then like the, the truck that it was in got blown up and they're like, oh no, it's gone. And then like instead a, a mech looking thing walks out of it at the end of the episode in black you know what sure i will believe <laughs> you because i just can't remember anything i think i remember being creeped out by their voices overlaying on each other also as much as we can say like oh the voice acting's g- g- fine good it's i guess there i don't i found it really jarring and i guess it was um I don't remember his name or his role or whatever. I think he was like a weapons dealer they were going to to find the dictator guy or something. And he had like a very, very gruff voice that just did not fit his face. And I was just like, I, I don't accept this voice. This is like, I reject it. And honestly, the no matter how good the voice acting performances were, just the dead faces we had to look at <laughs> with the wrong expression sometimes. Like, I can't even remember her name. The girl... <sighs> Minami, the only Minami, the girl yeah. that does the kiss, yeah. Yeah. Which ma- first of all, the kiss. kiss makes no sense. Doesn't make sense. Hi, I'm getting files from a human. I don't know. I um, get I get DNA from a random human to then merge with a different human. <laughs> so dumb. But anyways, Minami, she like has to like kill a child or something. There's a weird priest. I don't really know. Just cop things. Just cop things. Um. So she murdered a child, and then she's like. I'll get them. They'll pay for this. And she's like, sounds so emotional and like upset. And then her character model is like kind of smiling with a dead stare in her eyes. And I'm like, I, I have to go. That was one of my moments of clarity when I was blackout watching this show. Yeah, because um, I don't think they can move the mouths. They just have one expression and that's it. Yes. And, okay. They would move the mouths constantly while they were talking. But if the voice actor paused to take a breath, the mouth kept going. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I yeah, I did feel like it was just it was so distracting watching because I kept getting distracted. I kept thinking about the terrible animation and like how it could be so terrible instead of focusing on the plot and what was actually happening. Uh I think it's worth uh anyone who is actually trying to follow along with the show checking out Anime News Network's weekly reviews of the show by uh, by Nick at Lost Leaf on Twitter, because he has just been um you know, like he has to keep himself sane somehow and has just been like, like I only read the first three reviews, but I saw that I read the first three and the latest one, which is episode eight as the time we're recording this. And it's just like, it's just nonsense. Like he, he starts off being like pretending to praise it and being like, oh, it's a masterpiece. And like, it's like trying to like read into like, you know, like fake symbolism and stuff. By episode eight, it's just like nonsensical garbage that like, like, oh my God. Like it, yeah, I don't. And, but they're in a similar position where, like, for Anime News Network polls, for the Anime News Network um, weekly reviews, they put out, like, a poll to ask the readers which shows should get covered in the reviews. And enough people voted for X-Arm. Not enough people voted for Digimon as of the season, but they did for X-Arm. So <laughs> people want the content. They want 
people to commiserate with watching the show, I guess. I hate this. I am going to pull you. up. Okay, let's get to our Twitter questions. I don't think any of these are actually questions. They're all just people commiserating. Okay, let's commiserate. Let's go. Okay, well, first one is a question, kind of. At Morfector said, question, why do you do this to yourself? Yes, Jeff, why did you do this to me? <laughs> yeah, Please explain I am going to blame. I think it's like I was saying. Like, you know, like it's, it's fun to I'm commiserate. And You're a criminal. This was a I, crime that you committed against me. <laughs> there are so many bland bad anime that aren't worth watching for boring reasons like plunder like plunder is a show that i totally regretted picking because i I thought it would be fun in how terrible it was and it was just boring and dull in how terrible it was this one is so terrible that it's kind of fun you know is it well yeah actually it was i streamed it to some of my friends we were all just (laughs) cackling there's a moment where the where the bad guy who had the glove x-arm like phased through a wall and we all just started laughing because it looked so bad also the concept of x-arms makes no sense it doesn't make sense the story is bad the animation (laughs) is worse i just i thought x-arms were like robots but they say that only humans can use them and also how is he who is just a consciousness in a briefcase how is he an x-arm what does that mean listen listen they could have totally explained it but i it's gone from my mind (laughs) i didn't even know if we watched the same show (laughs) who knows at this point not me uh, at at Zythar said, I hear it has good subs at least, which you know I cannot confirm or deny because the uh, the quality of the writing, even in Japanese, is so terrible that even if it did have good translation, I <sighs> is was there any substance? I don't think so. No, which, I was gonna say you know like at least the translators got paid, but it's uh, another controversy. Translators don't did get paid they? enough. And <laughs> uh, previous guest who was on last episode, David Brothers, asked, don't you wish you watched Good Good Fairies for this episode instead? And no. Had you ever heard I of that show? I hadn't heard I of it. I don't know what this... Uh, actually, no, I have heard of it. I think David's actually the one who told me what it was. <laughs> I mean, it looks... Oh, you know what? I think this does evoke a memory from a decade ago. Honestly, yeah, I kind of do wish I would watch this instead. <laughs> Why did we... <laughs> Why did I waste so many minutes of my life? This reminds me of, um, what was that one animation that, like, had terrible CGI? I don't know why I said animation, it was definitely anime. Had terrible CGI and it was about zoo animals, but, like, it looked terrible, but it was actually, like, post-apocalyptic and, like, kind of, um postmodern or like there was some interesting angle to it uh kimono friends yeah no <laughs> no i that would be a show that like a terrible and a terribly animated show that i'd be curious to uh to check out no well people calling me a monster yeah that's fair what yes, did you do true. to receive this karmic punishment i don't know please god forgive <laughs> me for my past crimes <laughs> i'll be a good person from now on uh we did get an actual question from matt corona bono and they first they congratulated us for sitting through three episodes um but thank you <laughs> um in the vein of last episode I edited they asked you for um healthy-ish cake alternatives and this time they're asking for low-fat recipes involving frying pans oh Okay. Um, Involving frying pans. I've been using my air fryer religiously now, so this is actually... I thought you were making smoothies. Are you making smoothies in the air fryer? I am. No, no, no. I'm making smoothies and air frying stuff. It's really fun. I'm using my air fryer as like a toaster too. Good times. Um, Did you get an air fryer because of TikTok? No, I got one because they were on sale at Target. (laughs) (laughs) I I really want to get an air fryer, but also I haven't opened the George Foreman grill that I got because of TikTok, so... (laughs) I can't believe you. Okay, wait. So low-fat recipes involving frying pans. Um, The only thing I can think of is like an egg bake or like an omelet. But don't use the yolk if you want low-fat. Just use egg whites. Like throw in some veggies in there. Um, I was going to say cheese, but is that fatty? I think it is. Pick a low-fat cheese. Also, I'm seeing right now that on Twitter, uh, cheese is trending under politics. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it must be some political metaphor or I don't know, maybe Twitter is just confused. <laughs> but I'm I'm saying like a good omelet, just do that. Well, an egg white omelet. Honestly, just egg whites. Delicious. Throw that shit in a skillet. I was going to say like, and the good things about an omelet are the yolk and the cheese, so. Well, you can get like a low fat cheese, I'm sure. And like, honestly, veggies, if you put like some good veggies in there, I'm a big fan of tomatoes. I know not everyone is. Oh, wait, you like tomatoes? Ew. Yeah, I love tomatoes. I didn't know this about you. Who, who 
doesn't like tomatoes? Actually, I just said I know people don't like them, but I do. <laughs> I like tomatoes. I like a good bell pepper in my like omelet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, some spinach because it shrinks down. It's like a little tiny baby. <laughs> I would, yeah, spinach, spinach definitely because it's easy. Like I don't want to have to cut up peppers in the morning, but you just throw spinach in a pan. Ooh, honestly. Okay, if it doesn't need a frying pan, I know you specifically asked for a frying pan. My bad. But like cut open a bell pepper, scoop out the seeds, just crack an egg in that bitch, put it in the oven. Delicious. Is that a recipe or just like an experiment you did one day? It's a thing. You can, I don't know if it's a thing, but I've done that. <laughs> I put the egg inside half of a bell pepper. Like you cut it and you just put it in there and you add like, you know, salt, pepper. I added garlic because that's who I am. Sprinkled it with some rosemary because I'm fancy. And then <laughs> this is now my cooking podcast. <laughs> and then you put it in a blender and made a smoothie. No. And then I you air fried the smoothie. Oh, you know, it would sound so good with that egg and that bell pepper, some feta, but nobody can get feta anywhere because of TikTok. So I have been able to find feta. You have? And we made the thing twice. Oh my God. I, you're part oh, of the problem. I, <laughs> I put up with hating tomatoes because they were kind of okay on the recipe. Wow. You made it twice and you have the audacity to tell me you don't like tomatoes. <laughs> I mean, the what are they called? Cherry tomatoes are like kind of ex- are like borderline acceptable. Still iffy, but like borderline. Wow, I can't believe this. So anyway, now that cookie cookies anime podcast. Oh my god, anime's cooking podcast is over. <laughs> uh, now that anime's cookie. Oh my god, <laughs> you gotta get it together. <laughs> now that Annie's cooking podcast is over, let's get into our final verdict. I think this is a clear. We both loved it. Great show. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Need to watch all of it. You know, it just, it really teaches me like the bounds of empathy. Like I just, I want to hate it so much. But also I know that there are like very talented people that must have worked on this. And like how soul crushing must that be to work on something that you know is terrible? Like, I don't, I, I can't even imagine. I'm sad just thinking about it. Yeah, this is a sad show. So like, I don't, I have no like vindictive anger or bitterness towards this show. Like, I don't want to burn it in garbage like Rent-A-Girlfriend. It just makes me sad. <laughs> it's just depressing. And I, you know, like, I think there was definitely a different um, tone from Crunchyroll's marketing efforts. I think they were before, way before the show came out, um, you know, like hyping it up and like they were, I think like in their convention stuff, they were like featuring the director and interviews and stuff like that. Um, and I think, like I, normally for shows that are on Crunchyroll, they, this, this could also be a music rights thing, but like oftentimes shows that are on Crunchyroll have um, the openings and endings on the Crunchyroll Collection YouTube channel. And I couldn't find for the show. Um, so I think would not surprise me if Crunchyroll was just like, avoid commenting on this show as much as possible. Just put it up and never market it, never comment on it. Because <laughs> uh, it's just awkward and sad. And you know, it is kind of a bummer. Just now like, we're sad. I was angry before that you made me watch it, but now I'm just sad that it exists. <laughs> and like, this is in the world for people to have to suffer through. I had a brief glimpse of like, what would the world look like if we instead focused our energies on this podcast, just being a positive force for good in the world? You know, like, only talk about positive things, good things. Okay, well, here's my force of good. Don't waste your time watching this. Go outside, get some air, and then go right back inside because we're still in a panorama. <laughs> you know, I realized we could never focus our energies on just do- talking about things we love because you have horrible taste and like tomatoes, and that is an abomination. Uh, never tomatoes are good. Endorsed. You ever had salsa? I don't like salsa because it's tomatoes. Jeff. I'm trying to think, what's the one form of tomatoes I enjoy? Tomato Ketchup. soup. Tomato soup. Tomato soup's okay. Tomato soup. You don't like ketchup? Ketchup way too sweet. No. What the hell? <laughs> ketchup is just like, oh, we made it 50% sugar. Are you going to like this tomato now? I, I can't believe this. <laughs> you should have said you can't argue with that. Well, so are you are you weaving it? Are you? I'm weaving it. You don't even need to ask. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you're going to make a, like a basement category to put it underneath underneath the weave it. No, no. I'm just going to weave it. All right. Well, um, should we even say where it is? No. If you want to find it and watch it. That's on you. Yeah, don't. We're trying to protect you here. I did already say it earlier, but dang. Wait, Jeff, do you what? like pizza? Like the, the pizza uh, sauce? It's, it's, it's fine. I would prefer without it. Like oh other alternative sauces are better. You it's don't fine. like a good bruschetta? Okay. Bruschetta can be okay. Thank but you. like Chicago okay, style pizza, good. ugh, so much what? tomato, gross. I think I hate you. I think this is actually <laughs> what breaks up the podcast. Did I ever tell you one time in my college freshman dorm, they had on the menu, it was tomato soup was on the menu and we ordered like, I don't know if I ordered it somewhere else, but we ordered the tomato soup. They just took marinara sauce and just put it in a bowl. <gasps> 
<laughs> That's awful. And look, I don't know the technical difference in preparation between tomato sauce, tomato soup, and marinara sauce, but it was very wrong. Well, the first thing's first: the thickness. <laughs> but like the viscosity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it was an unholy abomination, much like Exarm. Exarm oh is the God. marinara sauce served as a tomato soup. Of yeah, anime. let's just wipe it from everyone's mind. Goodbye, Exarm. You're so bad. I just honestly, it's already left my mind. I'm going through a crisis, <laughs> and my brain is wiping it for me to protect me. All right. So, what do you what do you want to recommend? That's not Exarm. Um. <laughs> So I've been reading the XR manga and I love it. And no. Like, no, no. Um, damn, you really, you really got me here. I've been watching Strong Woman, uh, Do Bong Soon. Didn't you recommend this last week? No, I, I recommended Weightlifting Fairy Kim Bok Ju last week. Different show. Wait, also about a strong, strong woman. This one is about a strong woman. She has supernatural strength. <laughs> okay, so she's not weightlifting this time. She's not weightlifting this time. What's she it called? Has strong super- woman. Strong woman. Um, Do Bong Soon. Um, good, good attempt. Um. <laughs> And, um, I, you know, I like it to an extent. Uh, I do want you to watch it, Jeff, and I will kind of recommend it because it's, like, fun. Is there someone I would appreciate in it? No. There is something you would probably dislike, and I kind of want to subject you to that. There's, (laughs) so she has supernatural strength, and she will lose her powers if she uses it for evil. Like, other people have done it in the past. It's like passed on down through your mother. Um, and if you lo- if you use your strength for evil, it gets taken away and you suffer like physical trauma for a while. So she's been trying to keep it a secret. And then like this hot CEO man discovers her secret and like recruits her as his bodyguard. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons like she like is like, oh, why wouldn't you just hire a man? And then like the secretary is like, he's like, oh, he's gay and he doesn't want anyone to find out and might cause a scandal to be seen with like attractive men so he wants to hire a woman which I think was a lie to get her on board but I'm not done with the series yet so don't spoil it for me um but there's a lot of moments where like that's the joke is that like the CEO's gay and I'm like this is (sighs) it's painful but there are some like flirty moments and it's like the epitome of like what feels gay and homophobic at the same time (laughs) (laughs) that is a a very interesting intersection to live in (laughs) it's like because he's like talking about like oh he's like oh that guy's totally my type like love his butt and then she's like no no one says that with a any straight angle to it (laughs) yeah and then she's like um what because it's like the guy she has a crush on she's like you stay away from him and i was like cracking up the whole time and i was like what am i supposed is this bad like how bad is this on a scale of one to ten so i do want you to watch it if anyone else has watched it oh the other the other part of the plot is that this man is kidnapping women and like locking them in like a basement and we're just like we jump back and forth between her like like haha i'm too strong wait the one who the one who says he's gay no it's just another guy <laughs> just someone else i'm not done with the series yet i'm like halfway through has it finished airing in korea oh yeah it's it's old oh it's old yeah but um oh there is there were some offensive moments in this show so far but i am having fun like if you turn your brain kind of half off it's fun is um okay it's on vicky yeah i did i did tweet out that um like the feminism leaving my body every time i watch a k-drama <laughs> Because they're just... Ugh. Wait, so it's there's like, an episode zero. Do you need to watch episode zero? I didn't. Oopsies. Is this going to be a... Um, God, what was even the name of that show? Noblesse? A Noblesse situation where you just come in and you're like, I have no idea what's going on. No, no. It, it kind of like explains things. There's a lot of exposition in the first episode um, to give you the history of her magical weightlifting or strength. See, I think that <laughs> that magical gray area between is this gay or homophobic <laughs> depends on how hot the person is. So I'm like, hmm. Oh, <laughs> He's pretty attractive. I won't lie to you. And like the other guy that she has a crush on, also attractive. And then like interacting, I'm like, okay, sure. Like say some mildly offensive things. I mean... What year did this come out? 2017, apparently. They should have known better. But, oh, the subs on it are actually very funny for this one on Viki because whoever subtitled it um, did kind of like the all according to Keikaku thing for some time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it's like, they'll say... They'll, there's a lot of, like, puns that they 
didn't want to like take time to localize because like who cares just translate it and put it out but they have like the explanation taking up like the bottom half of the screen and i crack up every time oh no it's too fast it goes too fast for me to read it all too so i'm like dang it and i have to pause and read i'm like haha so funny korean <laughs> sometimes i get so Love caught up in like i forget how caught up in like layers and layers of anime discourse that i'm just used to being submersed in because like um like so there's Drag Race Thailand, right? And uh, now Drag Race has like 50 different, there's like one for every single country in the world. That's not true. There's like five spinoffs or whatever. But like a, a couple of years ago, there was just Drag Race Thailand and it was done like entirely without RuPaul and it was like a different, kind of a completely different format and it was really interesting in lots of ways and they only did two seasons. And anyway, there are official subtitles on like the World of Wonder app and stuff and apparently people in the fandom are like, don't watch those. Like they don't give you the important cultural context. You should watch these fan subs that give you all this important cultural references and stuff and I'm like, my like anime PTSD kicks in and I'm like, oh, that's not how you should subtitles should convey the cultural context and make it easy to consume and accessible without paragraphs or text explaining things but then i'm like you know these are real people making jokes in their native language so yeah you kind of do need notes to explain those jokes if you want to appreciate them in their original form yeah it's it's hard i think balancing like making it accessible to other people and also being like hey like this is like very specific to what they're saying like you have to learn and i'm like okay i guess i'll learn something new today but also you just let it go past and don't learn. <laughs> well, sometimes I have to pause and go back. But if it's just like, oh, that's what they say as slang for like, of course. then I'm like, I don't really need to know that. You could have just oh. written, of course, you know? <laughs> yeah, it does seem a little because everyone's like, oh, this is slang for. And it's like, okay, or, so translate. Yeah. <laughs> or they had like a note that said, because like the characters were calling like their friends, mom, mom. And they're just like, just for context in this part of South Korea, they refer to every like... <laughs> Like every woman, like kind of older as mom instead of um like the other term for like older woman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you couldn't like I don't need to know that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, like I feel like that's but... the kind of thing that you should be able to pick up from the context of the characters acting in the scene. Like if no one yeah. acts like it's weird, then just play it off like it's like translate it like, like it's normal. Yeah, they could have translated it as like I don't know, ma'am instead of mom. Like I don't know. I don't need it to be explained. Just move on. I'm trying to find out. <laughs> how she's using her super strength and who is kidnapping these girls i guess i I was trying to say like you could just say mom and you would just pick it up from how the scene plays out but i guess now i think about that would be really weird like that would be confusing for english audience huh i guess it wouldn't be that confusing because like i call my friend's parents like mom or dad okay that's weird that's weird. What? That's not weird. Did you ever accidentally in like elementary school slip up and call a teacher? Yes. Mom or dad? Yeah. I did it That's in front worst. of the whole class. I was like, raise my hand. Hey, mom. Everyone's <laughs> head turns as fast as lightning. And I was like, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then you switch schools and moved away from town. Switch schools. No. Love, it was sixth grade, right before middle school. Really just. Oh, that's old. Yeah, it's too old for that. It was too old for that. <laughs> I I think mine was like the middle of elementary school and I would like I was asking for like water, but instead I was like, Can I get more milk, mommy? <laughs> oh my god. No, that's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Like how did I, I mix up both the teacher with mom and the water with milk? This is awesome. <sighs> Did you realize though? When you were a kid, we spent more times with our teachers than we did with our own parents during like our waking hours. I guess, but they changed every year. Like Yeah, but like for a full year. Like, that was the person you saw the most. I guess. Shout out to my teachers. I love you. I appreciate you. Except for some of you. Y'all were rude. You know who you are. Shout out to uh, Mrs. Rags now. Only name I can remember. Third grade. Wow. That's the only name is the third grade teacher? I I think I only, her name, all the only one that stuck in my memory because it was similar like, the name was similar to a girl I had a crush on years later. Wow. Whose name I won't say, because that'd be creepy. Wait, did you recommend anything? No. So, okay, I'm going to recommend, um, so I have not, <laughs> I don't know where my time has gone. It's been destroyed by XM. I haven't had time to actually consume things, I feel. But the one thing I have been doing is listening to music recently. And so I want to recommend, um, how would you describe him? He does a bunch of remixes of, I found him through Final Fantasy remixes, but does a bunch of other music as well, it seems. Um, and where did I write it down? I don't know how to pronounce. Mukala? Probably Mukala. You've seen it written, right? What? Isn't he? Type it out for me. Alec Mukala. Alec Mukala. Sure. So yeah, so his name is Alec Mukala, and he has a bunch of songs on Spotify, but I don't think it's his full set of songs. He has more on Twitter, so some of them you kind of just listen to on Twitter or YouTube, I think, but... Some of the remi- some of the Final Fantasy remixes are just amazing, and 
stuff I found on Spotify is also amazing. There was I today listened to a like a Spotify like auto created radio station based on him. It was like Alex McCullough Radio. I'll, like, I'll link to that playlist in the show notes. And it was just like, there's a bunch of stuff that wasn't him. It was just like inspired, like things that were related to him. And it was all the stuff that was totally my jam. Like it was a bunch of RPGs and Japanese games that I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Near Chrono Cross, Final Fantasy 15, Final Fantasy 13, like just lots of great stuff. Okay, yes. So, now that you wrote down the name, I looked him up and I was like, oh, wait, yeah, I love him. I've seen him on Twitter a lot. I, I guess I should mention, like the thing that everyone loves him for is the thing I don't particularly care about is his um his funky remixes. Yeah, he does like video game song funky remixes, anime opening funky remixes. <laughs> That's relevant to our podcast. Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't care about his funky music. Well, sorry. I love, I love all the other music, but I just don't care about the funky stuff. How dare you? I'm like, um, I don't know what's my example one of them. Blah 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 is funky. Okay, scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh, Final Fantasy VIII battle theme, amazing. Okay, so um, if you want to leave a review and tell us about how bad Annie's taste in trashy K-pop is, not K-pop, uh, K-dramas. How dare you? Liking problematic things that are homophobic. Wow. A little bit, yeah. And by a little bit, maybe a lot. I haven't finished it yet. I don't think I finished our sentence. If you want to complain about Annie's problematic nature, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or send us feedback uh, at loveitorweebit at gmail.com or on Twitter at loveitorweebit. Yeah. That's our thought. Okay. How long do I have to wait for you to chime in? Well, why don't you just say yours first? Because I left an awkward silence. Okay. Well, if you want to tell me how right I am or uh, to talk to me about whether or not this show is problematic, uh, (laughs) tweet at me at any other name. You mean the K-drama, not the X-arm. I don't think anyone... (laughs) Both. Yeah, does anyone even <laughs> want to talk about XR? I'm like, I guess the No, they right. don't. Just tell me if my opinions are right. And if you think they're right, then tweet at me. If you don't, then get out of my face. If you think Annie's wrong, tweet at me, at Jeff Lane Jeff. And join us next time for Skate Leading Stars. Ugh. I hope it's as good as Skate the Infinity. It's not gonna be. You're right. That's the best show of this season so far. I'm not gonna lie. Yep. Well, bye. Bye. And as we always say, hunger is the best pickle. song that's really popular on tiktok stay with me i don't know it by the um, by the name well i can't sing it it's in japanese i'm listening to it on youtube i don't think i've heard this no i don't stay with me okay <laughs> how much time do you spend on tiktok a lot of hours did you look at that that zootopia guy's other videos no, but I saw his username and said I should leave. Oh, wait, what was what was his username? Um, uh, I don't know. Something about missionary being supreme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me look. Let me look. Uh. I sent it to you, right? Let's see. Missionary is elite is the username. <laughs> and as we always say, hunger is the best pickle. No! <laughs> you know, it's you it react that way. Just like sense. how cats react to pickles on the floor I when they jump you. up. There's a cucumber. I think they would react the same way to a cucumber and a pickle. They're identical objects. You don't know. The pickles have different energy. (laughs) This should be scientifically tested. Wait, cat pickle reaction. Let me see if there are any videos. Oh yeah, everything's cucumbers. Has no one tried it with a pickle? Cats aren't afraid of pickles. They have to. Like, they're not no, they don't. <laughs> they can't smell the difference when they freak out. Yes, they can. Oh, uh, I um, I had never seen Pixel do that jumping thing. Like I tried with cucumbers and stuff before, but I like the other day put him like like put him on like I was lying down and put him like on my chest, and I guess there was like a string or something lying down on my shirt. And he did that, like, on top of me, like, just leaped into the air and leaped back down. I was like, whoa, okay, it was fun. He's a bunny. And I'm a cucumber, but not a pickle, apparently. Because as we all know, hunger is the best pickle. No. What's the other one you had? Uh, you don't become what you want. You become what you anime. Eh. Okay. You can't handle the anime. <laughs> I do have, like, if you click through, there's a whole list of those movie quotes. Just they're like... Then why don't you I think they get. Them? I think it gets funnier the more we repeat it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I would disagree because as we all know, hunger is the best pickle. I hate you.